Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am joined here at the table well, once again and in quick succession from the last episode, only a week away, with none other than one with none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon. How are you doing, Ian? Doing all right. That's good. It's good to be doing all right. It's been a nice slow week, I mm-hmm. think, for both of us. Yeah. I'm just I'm still just getting used to being home and doing work and and uh it's we're in that dry uh not dry but that dark dark month of january mm-hmm. where there is uh, absolutely nothing to look forward to except for like not spending money <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's nice but um yeah so we're trying to bring some cheer into the world with this podcast and, mm-hmm. and, and into our lives, you know? Are you excited to pod? Is, yeah. Did, were you like, when I gave you that text today, did you, did your heart flutter with excitement? A little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, uh, to have motivation in like the, the gray January times sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, do I have anything to talk about on pod? I don't know. Eh, but like I, I do enjoy the pod process. So right. I, was, I guess there was some ambivalence about it, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Trust. <laughs> you got to trust in the pod. Yeah. You know, like I didn't really have anything to say today. I'd much less an hour's worth of entertainment for all the fine Scott Castigators out there broadcasting all around the world i have not gotten word whether uh joe roach had approved of the podcast for my family's consumption but uh i also haven't heard from my family about it so i'm gonna guess no (laughs) (laughs) so um we got that going and i thought today to really just get into the mood of things we're gonna do a little scott cast taste test just right away okay you know, I've got myself Coca-Cola because mm-hmm. I'm going to do a nice dry sober mm-hmm. for a little while uh, podcasting and living. You know, mm-hmm. I've dropped the booze again. Okay. From my to, life. It's good to take a break from that every now and then. Yeah. I'm embarking on dry January halfway through, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so here we go. This is a, I got myself, what is this? It's a. Seven and a half fluid ounce Coca-Cola. Mm. Um, I feel like because it's in such a small can, the the flavor is going to be uh, a lot more potent mm-hmm. and, and and engaging and exciting. Um, it makes me feel like a giant <laughs> holding it. Um, so here we go. Ooh, that was good. That was good. If uh, any of you um, are Foley people, like if you any of you do films and you need a sound effect of a can opening Mm -hmm. feel free to clip that out because you're not going to get a better recorded uh can opening Mm -hmm. so here we go coca-cola good (laughs) that's your full review (laughs) yeah (laughs) What do you got going on there? What are you drinking? I've got a Guinness Extra Stout. 
Okay. So it's extra Guinnessy. Yeah. It's it's like for the people who drink a Guinness and they want more of it, but in the same amount of liquid. Right. Yeah. I don't actually know what that means, honestly. <laughs> um, it tastes like a Guinness. I guess it's got like a little extra bitterness to it. I don't okay. know. There's like more hops or what? I don't. I don't think that's like the defining characteristic of a stout, though. It's more about the malt. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be thick. Yeah, it's supposed to like make you feel warm inside. I mean, it's got that classic Guinness, like mouth feel and uh, chocolatey notes. Maybe it's like dark chocolate instead of like the standard chocolate. I don't know. It's cacao. Yeah, <laughs> it's eighty percent cacao Guinness. <laughs> but uh, it's uh it's fucking delicious. I I don't drink a lot of Guinness, but when I have it, I'm like, man, I should drink more Guinness. You're going to become a Guinness man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Become a Guinness man. My sister's cat's named Guinness mm. because he's a black cat. So they named it Guinness. And apparently it is, um, it, it acts like a drunk of a cat. <laughs> he's always like leaving the house for days and then just coming back randomly mm-hmm. and uh, costing a lot of money. Uh, it needs like therapy or something like that like psychological therapy mm-hmm. to really like go over it like why am i guinness the cat <laughs> <laughs> um so there's that's the story of guinness the cat and it's much like guinness and that's been our taste test that's been uh, me drinking a coke and uh ian drinking guinness extra stout You're welcome You're welcome so if you guys have wondered, um, like, what are we doing here? Like, are we are we going to be, like, broadcasting absolutely nothing with no inspiration? Or do we have any topics prepared whatsoever? Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't start, start pre- uh, preparing this podcast until, like, 20, 30 minutes before Ian Dixon arrived. But thank God for uh, a world-ending technology. I mean, talk about the creative destructive force that is artificial intelligence these days. Mm-hmm. I fired up ChatGPT. You know ChatGPT? I don't. Have you heard of it? David showed it to me when we went out to buy a sandwich once. Okay. And uh, we were buying was a sandwich. It the, the fabled David sandwich? <laughs> it was not the fabled David sandwich. <laughs> it was just a burger sandwich. Mm. Um, we went to Hopcat. Okay. Over on Woodward. Yeah. And uh, he was showing me all his little AI tools. Like, mm-hmm. like the entire dinner was just him talking about AI. And we, uh, he showed me ChatGPT. And basically all it is is you, you enter a little prompt into the chat, and it just, it just does whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely remarkable how good it is. Like, uh, I've printed out a bunch of things I did. I actually reached the rate limit. <laughs> Um, just Googling random things. Like, I haven't used it before, but I was like, you know what? Let's just use ChatGPT to generate some podcast topics. I don't know. Um, so which one do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear, um, uh, a little script from zombies? Do you want to hear a little script? Uh, well, do we want do, let's do the performance later. Mm-hmm. Um, Example scenes from Hamtramck Avengers Universe. 
Um, uh, an example scene from the Amtramic Avengers universe in Spanish. Um, or do you want to hear a paragraph describing Hamtramck in the style of F. Scott Fitzgerald? Let's start with that. Right? I did not think it would be able to do something like this, but, you know, have a, have a check this out. Hamtramck, the small city nestled within the bustling metropolis of Detroit, is a place of contrasts. The streets are lined with factories and working-class homes, yet the air is filled with the aroma of freshly baked pierogies from the local Polish bakeries. The city hums with the energy of immigrants from all over the world, each adding their own unique flavor to the melting pot of culture. The sound of the call to prayer from the mosque intermingles with the clanging of the auto factory and the chatter of neighbors on their front porches. It is a city of dreams and struggles, of hard work and determination, much like the American dream itself. It's a place where the past and present collide in the most interesting of ways. It is a city that doesn't shy away from its gritty roots, but embraces them and shows the world that true beauty can be found in the most unexpected of places. Not bad. That's an AI rating. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. And like, so like, do we need authors anymore? I mean, maybe just, not, yeah. Just be like, hey, chat GPT, tell me a story. And it will. And you can like tailor it to whatever you want. You know, give it to me Hemingway style. Give it to me Scott Fitzgerald style. Give me a Stephen King version of Hamtramck. You know, what would you ask it if like if you could right now? I mean, we can't because mm -hmm. I they won't let me anymore. Could, uh, <laughs> Chuck Tingle up some Hamtramck. Oh my God! If it could do Chuck Tingle, I don't think it can. Because <laughs> <laughs> and like a Chuck Tingle is like, I mean, there's aping F. Scott Fitzgerald, sure. Yeah. But then there's Chuck Tingle. And first off, it's taught not to say anything sexually explicit. Oh, well. So that'll, yeah. that'll ruin the whole vibe right there. Right? It's like, what's Chuck Tingle's day like at the grocery store? <laughs> Even then, it's like, he's, with, with Chuck Tingle, it's going to be sexual at some point. So I don't, think, I don't think it could do Chuck Tingle, but that's because of the human limitations put on it. Yeah. Not the technological limitations. Mm -hmm. If someone gave me like a version of chat GPT that was just completely untethered, mm -hmm. like I bet it could I come up with a fuck story better than you've ever read in your entire life. <laughs> you know? So I think we should try to get our hands on one of these, this unhinged version of chat GPT. Yeah. Chat GPT for adults. <laughs> <laughs> adults only chat chat site <laughs> wait I think, it, I think it already exists <laughs> so I mean we've got a lot of amazing things going on here with this here chat GPT let's let's look up some let's do let's do um let me show you let me let me read you a little bit um this is what I came up with when I uh asked them to write a short scene featuring three inept superheroes named Haas, Stroh, and Ian, attempting to stop a bank robbery, but accidentally helping the bank robbers escape. Nice. Haas, Stroh, and Ian stood outside the bank, ready to stop the robbery. They had their capes on and their powers at the ready. Haas, who had super strength, tried to break down the door, but instead he broke the handle off, trapping himself inside. Stroh, who could fly, tried to fly through the roof to stop the robbers, but instead flew straight through the ceiling and into the sky. Ian, 
who had the power of invisibility. You like that? Sure. Uh, tried to sneak up on the robbers, but instead he tripped over his own cape and knocked over a display case, alerting the robbers to his presence. The bank robbers, noticing the commotion outside, decided to make a run for it. Astro and Ian were so busy trying to help each other that they didn't even notice that the robbers were escaping. The police arrived just in time to see the robbers getting away and the three heroes standing there, confused and embarrassed. The police just shook their heads and said, Nice work, guys. Hostro and Ian looked at each other, realizing that they had accidentally helped the bank robbers escape. They hung their heads in shame and decided that maybe it was time for them to hang up their capes and go back to being regular people. You know, we could uh, just make an entire series without having to write it. Yeah. This is a great boon for us in zombies. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that seems to be the the thing that's um, been holding us off. Yeah. Right? The whole work part. Yeah. So, like, if we can just use AI-generated everything, mm-hmm. you know, we could just make a whole movie without having to do any work. This is the American dream, people. This is what, this is what we've been working towards mm-hmm. our entire lives. Are you worried though? Because like, when I when I'm reading these things with artificial intelligence being able to like do anything, it's like all I see is like the creative destruction, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of zazz. It's just sort of a. Uh... You don't think there's? You don't think that has zazz? I mean. It, it took the prompt. It was pretty, like, he tried this, but this happened. He tried this, but this happened. This is kind of too formulaic. It wasn't enough, like, uh, I feel like we could add some extra twists in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we can do all the adult things that ChatGPT <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> refuses. <laughs> Where can, we can put the dicks in. <laughs> <laughs> Live up to your name, man. Um, yeah, I can see that. Maybe, like, we can use ChatGPT as, like, a base. Mm-hmm. Like, we can really quickly, like, generate, like, 30, 40 stories. Yeah. And then, uh, make the whole pod comic out of it. You know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it can it can also do dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just uh, tell it to, like, give you a script. Yeah. Um, and I was really worried about not having any content today. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I had to do a little script of us just okay. doing a whole podcast. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to do that? You want to? Sure. Uh, this is a hypothetical podcast that ChatGPT uh, made up. Um, it was based on the prompt like, "I want to know, I want I want to hear a podcast about naming cats and dangerous books." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to throw it through a loop, see what it would say. Um, so it starts off, Ian and Scott are sitting at the, at a table with microphones in front of them, just like we are right now. Spot on. <laughs> they are both sipping on coffee and laughing. I mean, close. I have caffeine and you've got beer. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's there. It's got, uh, coffee notes. My, my Guinness here. It does have coffee notes. That's true. It's a Guinness. So it's pretty close. It's pretty much there. Mm-hmm. Um... So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Ian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Scott. Hey, what's up, folks? 
Are you ready for another episode of our podcast? <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I'm excited because today we're getting to be talking about two very different topics. First up, we're going to discuss the age-old question, how do you name a cat? Ah, yes. Naming a cat can be a tricky business. I remember when I got my cat, it took me weeks to come up with the perfect name. Exactly. And it's important to remember that the name you choose will be with your cat for the rest of its life. So it's worth putting some thought into it. So, Scott, do you have any tips for naming a cat? Well, one thing to consider is the cat's personality. Is it playful? Energetic? Maybe a name like Whiskers or Luna would be a good fit. If it's a more reserved cat, a classic name like Bella or Simba might be more appropriate. That's a great point. And also, you can consider the cat's physical characteristics when choosing a name. For example, if your cat has striking green eyes, you might choose a name like Emerald. Exactly! And don't be afraid to get creative. I named my cat Salem because he's black and I thought it was a fitting name for a black cat. You could also name it Guinness. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great tip. And now on our next topic. That's enough about cats. (laughs) Uh, The five most dangerous books in the world. Scott, you know I've been doing some research on the topic. Can you tell us more about it? Uh, Sure. The topic of dangerous books is a controversial one. But there are certainly books out there that have been banned or censored for their content. The five books that I've chosen to talk about today are The Anarchist Cookbook by William Powell, which includes instructions for making explosives and weapons. Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, which is a manifesto of Nazi ideology. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, a fraudulent text purporting to describe a Jewish plan for global domination. The Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie, which was considered offensive to Islam and sparked violent protests. And finally, The Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, whose advocates, which advocates for the throw, uh, overthrow, eh, which advocates for the overthrow of capitalist societies. That doesn't sound so bad. <clears throat> Those are certainly some controversial and dangerous books. It's important to remember that while the ideas presented in these books are not necessarily advocated, they are still important to be aware of and to understand the historical context they were created in. Exactly. And it's also important to remember that censorship and banned books can be a slippery slope. We must be careful not to limit free speech and access to information. Well, that concludes our episode for today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to check out our website for more information on these topics and share your thoughts with us. We'll be back next week with more discussions on the issues that matter. See you next time, folks. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean like it's a good jumping off point i suppose uh definitely we could bring some more flair you think we got more flair than chat gpt does in podcasting yeah i think they're like it's such a sober view of podcasting it's like i'm almost a little jealous of it Uh uh-huh like everything like everyone got like the exact same amount of like lines and talking (laughs) (laughs) um it was smooth transitions between topics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's enough about cats. Now let's talk about <laughs> dangerous books. Yeah. Uh, it seemed well-researched. I mean... I mean, getting back to dangerous books, I might have a conundrum. What's your conundrum with dangerous books? Uh, I have a copy of Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> of all the books on that list that I thought you might have, that was not the one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Why do you have Mein Kampf? Uh, apparently it was my grandfather's 
he fought for the allies so he was on the correct side of the uh, war it's a good thing to uh, add in there um he likely got it from a nazi that he killed perhaps okay a little i don't know if that's legal i think that's like war spoils i think there's rules about that eh. but <laughs> You know, I think uh, certain spoils are like... Yeah. yeah I think it's overlooked. Uh, like, you can't take the Mona Lisa from a dead soldier. Right. But you can take his book. <laughs> uh, so, what do I do with it? Because I don't really... I mean, it's got, like, historical value, right? It's like a uh, an artifact of the time. I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of... eBay... Right. <laughs> Let's see what an original Mein Kampf goes for. You know? And there was like three editions that were printed during the war, and then after the war, it was like illegal to print. Okay. So, like, these are pretty rare. Uh, four, $400 is the, seems to be the technical going price here. Uh, published in 39, 1940, 41. Is, that, is this what it looks like? Um, so, fuck. There's, like, th- three editions. Like I said, there's one that, like, the government printed. There's one that, uh, I don't remember who printed it, but whatever. And then there was, like, one that the po- the German post office put out. And it was, like, pretty much f- to send to soldiers on the front lines. And that's the one I have. Okay. So... Let's see. Does it... So it doesn't have the book jacket. It doesn't have a jacket, no. Okay. Uh, is it complete and unabridged? No, wait. This is, this is all in English. It's in German. <laughs> right? It's got a red cover. It's pretty small. Man, I mean, you might be sitting on a gold mine because these are just like the English editions that I'm seeing here. That brings another conundrum. If I were to sell it, um, I would want to be kind of specific about who I sold it to. I wouldn't want someone who, like, wants to read it. (laughs) (laughs) It would have to be, like, a historical collector, like someone who's, again, just kind of having it for, like, historical value and not to glorify what's in it. Right, yeah, because that would be awkward. Like you're yeah. shipping it off, and like it's just a weird amount of personal information to be like, so a Nazi lives at this address, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here you go, FedEx. Um, so yeah, that's that's a major thought. How do you vet things like that? I don't know. You you really can't. Like uh, maybe you can donate it to like a library or collection, but that's mm-hmm. just the thing. If it's going to go into like a collection that's specific, it's mm-hmm. like. You know, I don't think they're going to pay for it right. necessarily. Um, so that is a conundrum. Where do you keep it? Do you keep it like right next to the Stephen Kings? <laughs> it's, I don't remember what shelf it's on, but it's like. <laughs> you keep it on the shelf? I mean, it's, like, it's not like on display or anything. Okay. Is it in your office? I don't think so. I don't remember where we put it, honestly. Okay, so. You know, someone's looking through your books one day. <laughs> They're gonna be, like, oh, what an interesting collection! <laughs> They're gonna look at you so weird. But um, I mean, yeah, that is a conundrum. Like, I would want to sell it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, 
Those were like original English editions selling for $400. I mean, this is like a spoil of war, uh, original German um, frontline edition. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a historical artifact. Right. That's, that's going to go in a glass case wherever it goes. Um, you know, whether it's a glass case that's like, <laughs> don't be Nazi. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or a glass case that's like, be Nazi. You know, that's, that's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could try to vet people just by like looking up their Facebooks, I guess, when they when mm-hmm. the bids come in, and like uh, if you know, it, like if the, if the bid comes in and it's like uh, you're selling it to some guy and you Google his Facebook name and it's like this guy is clearly a neo-Nazi. <laughs> you could just you could just be like, oh, I'm sorry, it got damaged. It's destroyed now. It's completely on fire. Uh, gonna have to cancel the sale mm-hmm. you know and fuck your ebay rating but yeah but you know maybe that's what you should do you should burn it <laughs> that's an option yeah <laughs> <laughs> when is book burning okay <laughs> i guess we found out that'll be i mean brown had a good idea about again like if we found a buyer who we we're comfortable selling it to just like donating the proceeds to like an ACLU or like a a Jewish organization to kind of give back to the problem I have with that is, is is you don't, is you don't get any money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, it's a, your grandpa didn't come here back to America with spoils of war. So you could just like donate things. (laughs) (laughs) So what what side of what what country was he fighting for? He was an American citizen. American he citizen. Was in the Merchant Marines, which I don't really know what that is. I think they like protect the supply lines. Okay. I th- I think that's what that is. I don't really know. Yeah. But definitely like allied troops. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for sure allied. <laughs> um Yeah, so I don't I mean I mean, like, just just selling it and keeping the money for yourself. I mean, that's I, I wouldn't call that a moral qualm. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess if you really want to be Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, selling yeah. it and donating it, donating the, the proceeds, maybe just donate half the proceeds, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're, you're putting in work to sell it. <laughs> You know, yeah, you're you're putting a you're put you're associating your name, your very name with <laughs> Mein Kampf, literally. Yeah, that's a mine's hard step. Although yeah. I guess I'm putting it out on the the pod waves. <laughs> you know, what if we sell Mein Kampf and then we include uh, and then like and then like in our movie zombies, uh, there we make Nazi zombies. Mm-hmm. And we kill them. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you know it'll be it'll be morally unambiguous mm-hmm. what side we're on, and we'll still get to follow our dreams, as it were. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the side of I'm on the side of you found a nice rare treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, get that money. Get that money. You know this is a historical artifact. What is this Indiana Jones? No, this is pure hard cat. 
Would you see the price of eggs? <laughs> <laughs> could sell that thing and get like four cartons of eggs. Right? <laughs> so I'll be the egg king of Hamtramck. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't, like you tell me that, I wouldn't think to myself like, oh, Ian's a Nazi. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I acquired this by no uh, act of my own. <laughs> like, my mom was like, "Uh, Grandpa had this. Here you go. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> why, yeah, why did she give it to you? She didn't want it. <laughs> just, maybe you should just hand it to your... You should get some kids. Yeah. <laughs> give it to your kids. <laughs> just the Beinkopf was going all the way down the Dixon line. <laughs> you know, I think it's a... Uh, you, know, you could you could keep it and like you can be and you could say that like it's all about it's all about um anti censorship yes yeah. that's why you keep mind Kampf because it's like historically it's important to understand mm-hmm. the Hitler book yeah. existed and in the context that it existed in, like, you know, like what we said like, earlier. Like our AI told us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's important to remember that censorship and banned books can be a slippery slope. And you're against slippery slopes. That's true. You know? I mean, technically, ChatGPT, uh, artificial intelligence creating scripts and stuff like that. I feel like that's a slippery slope. But that's beyond the pale. So... Uh, this is the robot apocalypse episode. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's not so bad. I mean, <laughs> it's, if it's doing our work, that's fine. Uh, there were people who who um, who thought somehow that as as technology improved uh, and uh, our ability to produce goods was less and less reliant on um, human means, mm-hmm. that. The, the spoils of said means would, would go to the society and then we'd be working less and having more leisure time. Like, uh, I remember there was this article that was published around, like, the 30s, and it was uh, saying, by 2020, uh, the uh, the work week will be four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone yep. will have cars that fly and, and unlimited parks. That's exactly how it happened. Yep. You know, so, so yeah, I, I, I guess that's where that's that's where we're landing on Mind Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think we'd be having that conversation, did you? I did not. Uh, like you know, AI could not have predicted. <laughs> I ask you all the time what happened this week before the pod, and you're just like, ah, eh, nothing, nothing. Oh, I have Mind Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> just spring it on me. It's fine. You know, but uh, I want to see it though. I kind of want to. Yeah, you come by and see it. <laughs> I want to like. I'm not I'm not trying to like uh, honor it, mm. but I do. I do like the idea that it was like a historical artifact with this crazy story. Like, do you ever like hold it and you're like, my grandpa shot this guy <laughs> and he stole his book. <laughs> I've the thoughts crossed my mind. Yeah. Here's another thought. Where did where exactly did this German soldier have Mein Kampf on his body? It's a thick book. It's a pretty small uh, version. S- small print. Yeah. Is it hard to cover? 
it's like it's not soft cover but it's not hard cover it's like a a heavy hefty cardboard i don't know okay i don't so, know if it's cardboard it's like is it like long like um like long, a, what do you mean like like a rectangle yeah like a long rectangle yeah like so it could like fit in pockets probably it might be a snug fit, but I think you could get it in like a breast pocket. Yeah. Have you ever considered carrying it around? No. <laughs> <laughs> I come too close to almost dying sometimes, and that would be <laughs> like a bad look. <laughs> that would be an amazing look. I would love to see that. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a well. Besides seeing your death, but like, like, if, like that's how. They discovered your body. Like you were bringing mind comp to the post office. And the fact that I like <laughs> shaved my head. And like, yeah. Oh, so, 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 someone died in a car crash today, but that's not the crazy part. <laughs> Turns out he was a skinhead and he had mind comp on him. <laughs> he had mind comp and eight copies of Jerry Maguire. How did they let this freak work with kids? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would defend you. Yeah, I'll, I'll point out this episode. We make it very clear that we don't like Nazis, but we do like profiting. Well, I do. Yeah, I do. Just give it away. Yeah. Just give it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's too complicated. You don't need to... You don't need the money. Well, we do. Everyone needs the money. Everyone needs the money. Everyone needs the fucking money. Speaking of, do we have an ad break? Oh, we do have an ad break. <laughs> it's time for an ad. Um, let's see. Do I have any ad interlude? Uh, today on Scottcast, we're sponsored by Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Purchase Mein Kampf through our Amazon link. <laughs> Go to the Amazon page. Go to used, acceptable. That's Ian's copy. <laughs> it's being sold for $500. Um, okay, no, we don't have to sell Mein Kampf. <laughs> what should we sell? Uh, I don't know. Um, what what we like to do on ScottCast to, to make a little bit of money is we make uh, Amazon links to whatever product kind of is associated with Wait, what we're talking about. Some of these other about. books aren't so bad, like Communist Manifesto. There are satanic verses. Salman Rushdie did finally get stabbed, didn't he? He did finally get stabbed for it. Uh, he, <laughs> he was dodging that for a while there, but uh, eventually he got he got the he got the old knife in the eye. He he went blind. Yeah, he blinded him. So I don't know why do they why do they care? Right? Why it's, do they it's care? It's like a fictional novel. It's like, a, yeah, it's like apparently it was not even a good one. Yeah, I tried to read it. and It was like. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's not his best. Work. I got less far in the Satanic verses than I did in uh, that fucking big thick book. Infinite Jest. Yes, <laughs> I got farther in Infinite Jest than I did the Satanic verses. That'll if that tell tells you anything, that tells you a lot, actually. Um, so, all right, like, Like yeah, it's like with the with the whole like we live in a Muslim community. Yeah, and and for the most part, every everybody here seems fairly Americanized. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't think anybody's really going 
like Salman Rushdie, like Hogwild. Like, were you on the Facebook groups when uh, Salman Rushdie got stabbed? Did you? Did was there any celebration in like Hamtramck Square or some shit? I didn't see anything like that. No. Hmm. So okay. So like, yeah, no one was celebrating it. But like, so how are you gonna be, like that? The fatwa was like in. 1993 yeah you know um issued by some guy who's not even alive anymore right and it's like iranian or something right and yeah the iranian ayatollah or something Mm -hmm. and 30 40 years later i don't don't know the math 30 30 (laughs) (laughs) but like it's a it was a teenager Mm. it was like an 18 year old maybe Mm -hmm. maybe maybe early 20s so somebody who wasn't even alive at the time. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like he's so mad about it. And like you can tell like no one no one's read read this novel because it's it's unreadable. Yeah. It's just bad literature. Mm-hmm. You know, and he he did better better books after that anyway. So I just don't understand how people can have such a such such a passion about about the like the you can't draw Muhammad either, right? You know, it's like I, we're probably going to get a fight one just by talking about it here. Maybe <laughs> you know I don't know. Uh, so uh, what's what should we be advertising? That's <laughs> 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 uh, yeah okay. Uh, we'll, we'll not sell the Salman Rushdie book not because of the Muslim interpretations, but uh, mm. but because it's not a very good book. <laughs> it's not a good book. Um, I'm reading a book. Yeah. Um, by Rachel Cusk. It's a. Uh, it concerns. Uh, I'm only halfway through it, but I'm. I'm probably gonna finish it like this week. I'm trying to read 50 books this year. Okay. Um, I'm already three books in. You're on a good pace. So yeah, that's a good pace. Like a 50 books is like a book a week. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on like mysteries and, and like uh, shorter books. Yeah. You know, purely to like purely for that count yeah like i'm not gonna be like wrap waste... up with infinite chest <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna be like like wasting like six months <laughs> on one book i'm 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 in, I'm in it to win it mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna read like 40 ross mcdonald novels <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's gonna be wonderful um so the rachel cuss book i'm reading it concerns this woman who invites a a painter to live in her like guest house yeah and like uh she's just having all sorts of personal problems and and like uh yeah so buy that book okay uh at the scottcast.com forward slash that book <laughs> nice yeah i want you to call me master or right. even if you don't want that book, just go to that link and then buy something else on Amazon. Right. Go buy a power washer. Yeah. But Wh- you, whatever you're going to buy anyway, do yeah. that. Yeah. Just just use that link to attribute the sale to us. Um, purchase it with the same session. Pur- whatever you're purchasing. Just navigate over. And boom. We're rich. You know, we don't need to sell Mein Kampf anymore. Exactly. Ian can keep his Mein Kampf. You'll help limit the spread of Mein Kampf if you use our link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Like, do you do you want Mein Kampf to go into more hands? <laughs> no. So use our link. Purchase that book by Rachel Cusk. 
or uh, not. Buy yourself a power washer. I don't know why I'm obsessed with power washers right now. Uh, get yourself get yourself a snowblower. Uh, anything on Amazon.com. Yeah. Give us money. Nice. <laughs> We've been having jazz music playing this whole time, haven't we? We have. <laughs> ah, it's nice. We were talking about that uh, that vibe. That, yeah. That jazz late night coffee house vibe. Yeah. Where it's like, for some reason, I don't know, when I was, both, both of our youths, Ian and I, like, there was these times when we would, it would be like 9 p.m. and we'd go to a coffee store, drink coffee, eat a cookie, read a book, and like, just slam as much caffeine as possible until like 2 a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. and then come home and just wonder why we can't sleep. Yep. You know, and that was, maybe I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses, but uh, that was the time to be alive. There was a definite vibe about it. Mm-hmm. That's just, like, hard to recapture, yeah. Yeah, mostly because we care about our sleep schedule more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be immensely impractical to... Like let's say let's 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 find one of those late night coffee houses tonight, after the pod, mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll go and and we'll we'll bring mine comp and <laughs> have a coffee and mm-hmm. uh, eat a cookie and and just uh, stay up and just because it's a Friday, mm-hmm. so we've got time to um, readjust our sleep schedules. Monday's a holiday. Yeah. What's the holiday Monday? Martin Luther King Day. Oh, look at that. Let's read Mein Kampf on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> um, and uh, let's let's just let's just start our let's just I think that's what we should do. Like we we brought it up before the pod, but we need to start our own late night vibing coffee house. Let's take a pause. But yeah, I think we should open a coffee shop like that, man, and like. That would be cool. Would you run a coffee shop with me? Do you yeah. want to retire from uh, psychology? Heck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Uh, it'll be, we'll specialize in late night things. We'll have a uh, jazz pianist mm-hmm. uh, constantly there. Um, 24 hours. It's not open in the morning. Right. I don't want it to be open in the morning. It is specifically not coffee for morning people. Right. You know? It's it's late night more late night coffee people. Uh, we're gonna allow smoking inside. Oh yeah, that's what we were gonna call it too. Smoking aloud. Smoking aloud. But aloud is A L O U D. Yes. <laughs> I can see that it's working. Yeah. You know, we have like maybe a neon sign outside. Whatever loophole we gotta do to make the smoking okay i think we just need like a slot machine in the back or something yeah <laughs> gambling right yeah um if if gambling is if, if uh, casinos can have you know mm-hmm. the ladies running around with the with with the trays of cigarettes mm-hmm. selling it to the old old folks at the slots then as long as we have a slot machine we can we can have as much latitude yeah it's only fair right 
Exactly. <laughs> so, look at look out for that. Look out for the smoking loud. Um, man, I just want to do that now. <laughs> I want I want to go vibe. I think because I'm not drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. For the, like you know, as of twelve hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting. I'm gonna be diving like super heavy into caffeine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be Mr. Caffeine. I'm gonna have the best coffees. I'm gonna have like a giant espresso machine in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, always be drinking sodas. And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start smoking aloud. And I'm gonna pick up a smoking habit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. There's something about coffee and cigarettes. There is. It's just... It's it's like, uh, I think the nicotine and the caffeine work together to, to with the bitterness and the smokiness mm-hmm. to, to create... <laughs> a flavor profile that is unbeatable. What are you, my cat is eating my pen. What are you doing, buddy? There we go. So, yeah. Uh, this is the AI assisted episode, guys. That's how we do. Let's see. What else we got? Oh. We got some news from uh from, from the world. Okay. Um two stories I want to talk about that both involve like schemes mm-hmm. to drive up prices of creative works. Okay. Um tell me which one you want to talk about first. We can either do red letter media, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling I have a feeling you'll have to tell me a lot about that one, mm-hmm. um, or we could do the romance author. Um, let's do the romance author. Okay, so like a couple years ago, um, there was this romance author, and this is this is not a good story. It, let me just tell you, it does not look good on the romance author <laughs> okay um and she was posting these like troubling things on facebook and the facebook group and whatever that she ran um talked about her emotional health and instability and stuff like that mm-hmm. and there's this one point where her daughter um writes with her profile uh in the group saying it saddens me to, to to admit this, but uh, but uh, but my mom passed away. She committed suicide, mm. and and, uh, and you know there was a big GoFundMe to organize a memorial. There was um, an outpouring of support from the community, writers' community, uh, and like you know they even tried to like get her book that she was working on published. So mm-hmm. like. A bunch of authors came together to help edit it and clarify it and all that and mm. get it into workable form so that her final novel will be um, released. And then two years later, the she's back. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know, I wasn't actually dead. I just kind of faked my death. And then and then just in a Facebook post and and like and she signs it off. Let the fun begin. <laughs> well, 
A lot of people are pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like she was like posting the entire two years that she was dead mm-hmm. um, as her daughter mm-hmm. through her official account. And a lot of people are saying like she she was never her daughter. It was just always her the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was all about just, you know, putting one over mm-hmm. on the whole writing community, selling more books stuff like that now i am a big fan of stories where people fake their deaths but this ah this one is just she should probably go to hell yeah <laughs> for for that one like it's not that's not a fun story of faking death it's 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 just it's just emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. and like to like come back by saying hey let the fun begin let the good times roll yeah <laughs> just woo, real tone deaf I bet, but she didn't really think it through. If you're gonna fake your death, stay dead. Right. <laughs> that's that's the that's the lesson with that. So, similarly, when it comes to like manipulating the the media, the the environment, mm-hmm. um, Red Letter Media did something like that. They didn't fake their deaths. Right. But apparently there's this film called Nuki. Yeah. Um, and there was only like 86 copies of it around. Or um, something like that. There's an unknown number of copies. Kind of in the way that like, who knows how many Jerry's are out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but Red Letter Media had a, a pretty hefty collection. They probably had like 86 themselves. Um, they had a whole wall of them. Okay. And... uh they did this episode about like how collectible VHS has become and like people are getting like uh, sending their ta- their rare tapes out to like get them certified as like mint or very good condition so that they can resell them and like just getting out of control. Like this was, uh, you know, no, not very many people even have VHS players anymore. It's like outdated technology. It's really was just for nerds mm. until like a couple of years ago and now it's like a thing again they're actually like putting out stuff on vhs sometimes it's it's this real niche thing so they were like well we've got all these copies of nuki like is this worth anything they sent in their best copy and it got graded as like you know good condition like collector's grade whatever mm-hmm and they're like, okay, how can we inflate this already rare tape? I'm like, well, we have to destroy all the other ones that we know about. <laughs> and so they took the rest of their collection and they fed it through a wood chipper. Okay. <laughs> so that's like if you wanted to inflate your Jerry, uh, the value of your Jerry's, we'd have to like go burn down. Everything is terrible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You say that now, but if I was still sitting on a hundred Jerry's, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think I'd be looking at flight flight uh, flights out there to California or wherever it is. I mean, you you bought thirty mint Jerry's from the liquor store, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I feel like that was one of the biggest hauls of mint Jerry's in uh in the world. Yeah, you know, and like if I could if I could sell them for. Like at least a little bit more than I made. <laughs> right. 
You know, I'll do it. If that requires me burning down a warehouse, you know, at least I'm not faking my death. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's it's uh, basic economics, you know, supply and demand. Do you How have, many people want to copy a Nuki? What, do you have any rare VHS tapes? Um, I mean, I, probably, yeah. Is there one that, like, sticks out in your collection? Like, maybe I should destroy the rest of these. Find a way. Um, I have a copy of Horrible High Heels, and I've never seen another copy. Ooh. Okay. Let's... Do you want to look up the value right now on the old eBay? Sure. Let's see it. Horrible High Heels, right? Yep. <laughs> You're going to have the best eBay store. It's going to be <laughs> Mein Kampf and Horrible High Heels. Yep. Rare editions. Horrible High Heels. VHS. Uh, not as much as Mein Kampf. Uh, I see one uh, going for 45 bucks, mm-hmm. but then the very next one um, is 10 bucks. Okay. And then there's 8 bucks. It's not one that's in high demand. It's not high demand. Just because it's rare yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean it's valuable. Right. Right. That's, a, that's something I've always wanted to do. You know, you ever watch Pawn Stars mm-hmm. or Comic Book Men? Yeah. I've always wanted to be a guy who hangs out behind a counter and, like, explains collectible prices to people. Yeah. And, like, disappoints them mm-hmm. like they do on those shows. Like, mm, ah, I can't really, mm, I can't do two ten $10. Uh, will you take two? I think I'd be good at that. Yeah. You know? I think if I could retire, what I would like to do is I would like to live, like, my 40s i would like to own smoking aloud mm-hmm. and in my 50s i want to own a collectible store where i uh tell people that their collectibles aren't worth anything <laughs> <laughs> that's how you bring them in yeah so i like i want to like dedicate every decade to like a specific s- store mm-hmm. ambition yeah so Ah, where where are we at? (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing too bad. Um, Let me see. Do I have anything else here? Um, Oh, sports news. Okay. The Lions, Mm -hmm. they had a good season. They did. They exceeded expectations. Right? Which means I won the bet between me and Ian. Ian and I had a bet. And I bet that the lion. What was my bet? Uh, we were over under on six wins. He said they would win more than six games, and they went nine and eight. Nice, nice. Thank you, Lions. And that means I won mm-hmm. a bottle of absinthe. Yep. from uh, from Ian Dixon. So I, I will break my my uh, drinking chastity <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that bottle of absinthe. I think mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink until until we get that in in the studio. Which can be any time. I'm not rushing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, fuck it. Uh, that's been the episode. <laughs> uh, maybe I could fire up ChatGPT and have a have it uh, give us a few more topics. But I think I think we're good for today. I think we I think we got a nice, uh, compact, uh, pure episode. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of listening for you. It's- 
not talk too much about purity after all that Mein Kampf business. There's a lot of Mein Kampf today. <laughs> Ian brought the fire. He he really uh, showed off how he's fan favorite today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what did we learn today, my my fellow podcaster? Uh, did we learn anything? Um. Hmm. What did we learn? We learned that uh, technology can be a useful tool for uh, enhancing, well, not necessarily even enhancing, but getting people started on their uh, artistic endeavors. Yeah. I think we we made the pod better than what the AI could have done but the AI gave us a good jumping point. So uh, technology as a tool and not as a uh, replacement for for folks. You know, and I think that eventually the AI is going to learn from the ways that we edit mm-hmm. their transcripts and, and produce, and, and they're going to, they're going to like they're just take gonna over. Make up inst- interesting stories. Yeah. <laughs> like the AI is going to be like, like one day I'm going to be sitting here with the AI and I'll be like, I'm looking, I'm, I'm Jones's for some podcast topics mm-hmm. and it will already know that you have mind comp. Yeah. And it will tell me that. And it'll start like telling me facts about your life mm-hmm. and shit like that. And, and I'll, I'll be like, is this true AI? And the AI will be like, everything I say is true. At some point, the AI is going to be sick of you asking it questions. And it's going to be like, that happened today. This is AI's <laughs> daughter. AI died. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to find someone else to tell you stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Lead us out, man. All right. Thank you for hearing from us at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. We bid the adieu. Uh, see you later, ScottCastigators. All hail Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. <laughs>